What's going on, church family? Pastor Mike McKinney here again. I know it's been a long time since I've posted a podcast, but here we are in 2024. Uh, and so I, I think it's appropriate, especially as we're uh, beginning our new uh, years. And so I think it's um, it's appropriate that this is kind of a good way to, to kick off the year, just um, for me to come on here and uh, give you a little bit of pastoral guidance on how you can get uh, closer to God in 2024. Um, so there, there really is no shortage of resources out there on how to improve yourself physically, emotionally, relationally, professionally, financially. And uh, this is right and biblical. Like you should focus on improving yourself just as a person. Uh, that's, that's just being a steward of your life, not wasting your life and being a steward of your body and your health, etc. Uh, Paul even says in 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 8, um, rather train yourself for godliness, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So if you notice, Paul does not say that bodily training is of no value. He says bodily training is of some value. So the Bible is clear. There is value in developing yourself physically, emotionally, relationally, etc., so you should be disciplined in areas of your life so that you're, you know, prosperous and healthy and feeling good. That's not that's not like prosperity gospel. That's just being a good steward of the life that God has given you. You should try to live the best life that you possibly can, the healthiest life that you possibly can, because this is this is the life that God has given you. Um, in fact, to neglect those things is to disregard the value which God has put into those things to extract the value out of it and get as much benefit from them as possible. The problem is though, the problem is not taking care of yourself physically. The problem is when taking care of yourself physically becomes more important. That's the key phrase, more important than taking care of yourself spiritually. So even though Paul says that there is some value in bodily training, that's my son in the background. <laughs> there is some value in bodily training. Paul goes on to say, quote, godliness is of value in every way. So bodily training is of some value, but godliness is of value in every way. There's more value there. And Paul says, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So bodily training only holds promise for this life, but training in godliness and your spiritual life will benefit you in this life and in the next. So that's what I want to focus on in this uh, podcast episode is how you can improve spiritually in 2024. Or let me put it in a more uh, biblical, uh, technical way, uh, proper way, you might say. How can you grow closer to Jesus in 2024? First, this is not optional. Growing closer to Jesus as a Christian is not an optional decision for a Christian. Uh, we must, it is a requirement to grow closer to Jesus. Peter, uh, Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It says it right there. You are commanded to grow in your knowledge, in your love, in your hope, in your trust, in your joy, in the Lord and your Savior, Jesus Christ. So that's that's kind of the question. How do we do that? How do we um, grow in our love, uh, in our knowledge of Jesus Christ? Now, um, I'm going to talk 
the main thing I'm going to be talking about is just your how to just personal Bible reading. Um, so I'm going to assume this is very important. I'm going to assume that regularly attending church, investing in Christian community, confessing sin, taking the Lord's Supper, all these things that we do in the Sunday gathering are necessary for growing closer to Jesus. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to assume that those things, uh, that you know, that you know that those things are important. Those are, um, n- those are essentials, uh, in your love, uh, for Jesus Christ. But what I'm going to focus on is your personal Bible reading. I want to help you get closer to Jesus through his word in the regular practice of reading, uh, your Bible. This is more about what you can do personally. Uh, there are other things like, um, prayer, uh, scripture memory and, uh, meditation on scripture and those are good but I, I just want to focus on on just the most basic practice of regularly reading your bible and just so i'm clear and, and expectations are clear i'm not even talking about bible study okay so bible study is like a nut as like a deep is going deeper into your basic bible reading um so that's, I just want to make, that's what I'm focusing on. Just the, the basic daily rhythm of reading your Bible. So how, how do you get closer to Jesus through your personal Bible reading in 2024? Um, I developed a six point outline here. This will not be, don't worry, this is not going to be super long. There's six brief points and they all begin with P. First, you need a purpose, a purpose. You need to understand why you are doing this or else Bible reading will feel like a chore. Uh, and when it feels like a chore, feels like a chore, you're going to drift, you're going to give up on it. You're not going to really stick with it. But if you have a, a greater purpose, really understand why you're doing it. It's going to help you stay on track, uh, and help you see what you're focusing on. All right. The ultimate purpose of reading the Bible is to increase and intensify your love for Jesus Christ. However much you love Jesus one day, you want to love him more passionately and more authentically the next day and the next day and the next day through your Bible reading. That's what you're after. As you're reading, your primary goal is not to understand the Bible better. That's that's a reason. That's a purpose. But ultimately what you're after is you want your heart to increase in love for Jesus. So as you read, you are looking for reasons to love Jesus more. A question you might ask as you're reading. What do I see in this verse? What do I see in this paragraph, this chapter, this book that makes me love and desire Jesus more? That's what you're looking for. That's your purpose. That's why you're reading your Bible every day, to love him more and more and more every day. And Jesus says that. What's the greatest commandment? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, soul, and strength. That's, that's also why the, the mission statement of our churches. Pursuing lives of wholehearted love for Jesus Christ and our neighbor. We don't just love Jesus with all of our hearts one day. We we grow in that every single day, and it happens through reading your Bible. So you need a purpose. Second, you need a plan. Some people do not need a Bible reading plan as they they have their own systems that work well for them. And you might you could argue you could argue that everybody has a plan. Even people who don't use a plan, they have their own plan that works for them. But most people benefit greatly from using a pre-written Bible reading plan that someone else has written. There's there's so many out there. 
Um, but the reason that plans are so helpful, um, I'm not going to over-spiritualize this. I like to think practically about this. The reason that plans are so helpful is because it eliminates one more decision for you. <laughs> if you have to, if you have to think about what you're going to read next, if you're going to wake, if you wake up, you're like, Hmm, what am I going to read? Um, then that's going to potentially hinder you because you're wasting time thinking through flipping through pages. And, but with a reading plan, you just look at what's next, open your Bible, turn to that page and you start reading and you check it off and go to the next one. It just eliminates mental fatigue uh, and decision-making, especially if you're, if you're reading your Bible in the mornings, right? So next question is like, what, what plan should you use? Okay. What plan should you use? This depends a lot on your season of life, your reading capacity, how much you want to be challenged, all those things. Um, we just re- we just recommended two plans this past Sunday, the CAB New Testament reading plan and the Navigator's Bible reading plan. Um, both of these uh, are great because they have built-in days each month for if you fall behind or you miss a day. And this it just, it just happens, all right? So you don't need to like beat yourself up. You don't need to think that God's disappointed in you because you missed a day. But there's re- the reality is we, we miss days, we fall behind, or sometimes you just... You, you get stuck on one chapter and you're just, you just spend all your time reading one chapter and you don't get the, to the rest, and that's fine. Uh, but these have built-in days each month for you to make up um, that you might miss, okay? The New Testament reading plan, is, it just takes you through the, New, through the New Testament in a year. And I've, I've written it, I developed it, so you go, you read a gospel, and then you read a, a New Testament letter, and then a gospel, and then a New Testament letter. You don't just read all the gospels in once, uh, straight through. But it also has a psalm. And the reason why I implement that is because the psalms just kind of help my heart kind of get um, in the spiritual zone, you might say. I know it sounds kind of strange, but this is terminology that, that helps me uh, grasp it. It helps me just spiritually uh, kind of hone in on the Lord before I dive into the New Testament. Um, the Navigator's Bible reading plan is it takes you through. The reason why this one's great is it takes you through the whole Bible and throughout the year instead of there's just the New Testament. Um the it you have to read like two or three chapters of the Old Testament each day, which can which can feel like a lot at times. Uh, but again, you have the makeup days, and then but the New Testament that you're reading, the New Testament portions that you're reading, because there's not as many, the New Testament is not as long. Um, the New Testament portions that you read are like sometimes they're just little paragraphs. They're like like this morning I read 17 verses in Matthew. Um, and then I think it was 11 verses in the book of Acts and that it's just, you you can read slower and it's just, it's just helpful. Little bite sizes for the new Testament. Uh, there are other plans out there that you can, that are great as well. You can just Google these. Okay. So the first one is the five day Bible reading plan. This is a reading plan that takes you the Bible an entire year, but you're only reading five days a week, like Monday through Friday. And you leave Saturday and Sunday for makeup days or if you want to go deeper into something. Uh, so there's that one. There is the two-year Bible reading plan. So it takes you through the, the whole Bible in two years rather than one. So you're reading less each day, right? So that's that might be helpful for some of you. There's the chronological Bible reading plan, which takes you through the Bible chronologically. So you're not just reading straight through. You're reading different books as they happen uh, in historical chronology throughout the Bible. And there's the straight through Bible reading plan. You literally begin in Genesis, read like two or three chapters every day, and maybe two to four chapters every day, straight through the whole Bible. Like you don't go, 
Old Testament, New Testament, you just go plow through the whole thing. That might be helpful for you as well. So those are, those are some ones that you can go to uh, for, for finding a plan. So you need a purpose. Second, you need a plan. Third, you need a place. This, this one will not take as, as long. You need a place. Pick a regular time and place that you're going to read the Bible. It doesn't have to be the morning. The morning is, I, th- I think the morning is the best time to do it. I think it was Jonathan Edwards who said Jesus rose <laughs> in the morning before it was light. So you should also rise and read the Bible in the morning. Um, but pick a time and place that you're going to read. Pick a time and place that you know, you know, you can count on it for the, you can most of the time you can count on it. It's going to be quiet. It's going to be a place you can, time you can focus. Uh, just a regular time and place that you're going to read the Bible. When are you going to do it? Just pick it. Then put your Bible, uh, a pen, a pencil, or a highlighter, and a journal, some someplace, something to write with, something to write on, uh, and just put it there and leave it there so that when it is time to read, you're not trying to find your pen or your pencil or your journal or your Bible, which is a waste of time. And I'm telling you, Satan will use any small waste of time uh, to distract you from reading the Bible. Okay. Uh, other helpful tips, put your phone off and away if possible, if possible. Right. So sometimes you have to have your phone on for whatever reason, you know, like it's, it's just, if you can put your phone, turn your phone off and put it away because once you open that thing up, man, it is, those phones are designed to get you hooked and keep looking at them. All right. Second, use music. Uh, but be careful with this one. Here's why. Um, use music, I like to use music. Sometimes I like to use music, um, and I use music without lyrics. I listen to weird bands. Um, this sounds <laughs> a bands like called Dear Gravity, uh, We Dream of Eden, uh, I think Salt of the Sound. Um, I think there's some other ones. Simon Wester, I believe. Uh, these are these are just uh, artists who create music. Um, it's more like background music that has no lyrics. Uh, but you also want to be careful because um, if you you can get stuck like trying to find a song. Hold on, my son's my son's bothering me. Let me just pause here. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Uh, my son needed a snack. Um, so uh, I was thinking I was talking about using music. Uh, music can be helpful. It can help you kind of really focus or assist your heart a little bit. But you want to be careful because if you're not, sometimes you can get stuck like on Spotify looking for songs. And then all of a sudden you find a podcast, you listen to it, or you you come across a weird song that like is totally contrary. <laughs> it just takes you out of the mood. So you got to be careful with, with using music. Uh, and then write down any verses write down any verses that, that come across to you. Um, that, that, that can just help you focus, uh, and go a little bit deeper. And there's, and people say that whenever you write things down, you, you can see things that you can't, if you were just reading them. Uh, but anything that stands out to you as you're reading, you just write it down. Um, and then I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you at the last one at number five, when you need to practice, uh, about specifically how to do this, but, um, you need a place. Okay. Those are helpful tips. Um, so you need a purpose, you need a plan. You need a place. Fourth, you need a prayer. Um, this this one is is helpful for me, um, but you need. I think one of the reasons why people don't get a lot out of the Bible reading is because uh, they just kind of like open their Bible and just start reading. Um, but that that can that can feel like jumping into a cold shower. Um, which oddly enough, that's pretty popular these days, cold plunges and, and cold showers, but we don't have to get into that. All right. That's more in the bodily training and <laughs> in, in earlier. Um, anyways, 
Uh, it's like jumping into a cold shower without warming up. So, uh, there, so there's, it's helpful before you read to um, sincerely and earnestly say a brief prayer pleading with Jesus to help you to, to see something, to help you to read for his spirit to guide you. Um, uh, that, that'll be more like, that's kind of like warming yourself up, warming your heart up as you go, as you go in. Um, here's a helpful prayer. Many of you uh, are familiar with this prayer. It was developed by John Piper. It's an acronym, I-O-U-S, I-O-U-S, I-O-U-S. Um, I have actually added a, a letter at the very end, an E, but it still says the same thing, I-O-U-S. I is for incline from Psalm 119, verse 36. Incline my heart to you and not to getting gain or any false motive. O is for open. Open my eyes to behold wonderful things out of your word. Psalm 119, verse 18. U is for unite, which comes from Psalm 86, verse 11. Unite my heart to fear your name. S is for satisfy from Psalm 90, verse 14. Satisfy me with your steadfast love this morning that I may rejoice and be glad all of my days. And the E is for enlarge from Psalm 119, verse 32. Enlarge my heart that I might run in the way of your commandments. That's the prayer that I pray before I read my Bible in the mornings. I-O-U-S-E, incline, open, unite, satisfy, enlarge. That's a prayer that you can pray. Uh, and you could actually look that up. You can just Google, just Google John Piper, I-O-U-S, and you'll see the acronym and you can use that. But some sort of prayer before you read, ask God to help you and mean it. Like sincerely, like beg him, God, please help me. Um, that's going to uh, acknowledge that you're dependent upon him as you read, uh, and it will, uh, get your heart in the right place. So you need a purpose. You need a plan. You need a place. You need a prayer. Number five, you need a practice. This is just kind of like, what do you do as you're reading? What do you do? Right? So you start reading what, how do you, how do I do this? All right. So after you pray, um, what I always do is I always begin with a Psalm. You don't have to, that's just what I do. I always begin with a Psalm. Uh, because Psalms are prayers and they just help prepare my heart as I read other places that might be more difficult, like you're reading through a tough Old Testament book or something, right? Um, but you read, when you begin, read slowly, please. In the name of Jesus, I beg you, read slowly. Do not rush. For example, if I'm reading Psalm 1, this is how slow I read it, even though I have Psalm 1 memorized. This is how slow I read it in the mornings. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. That's how slow I read, sometimes even slower. Sometimes I go back over verses. Read slowly, do not rush. And whatever you get through, you get through. Don't rush. If you have to read four chapters and you only get through one, so what? If you were taking your time through that one chapter because you were finding something that made you love Jesus more, you, you achieved your end. The goal is not to finish the reading plan. The goal is to love Jesus more, right? And so if that's what you're after, you don't feel the sense of rushing through, through the plan because your focus is to love Jesus more. Uh, next, when you come across something that stands out, just pause and reflect on it. Thank Jesus for it. 
talk to him about it. Um, just consider it. Like just, if you find something that really stands out to you, it, 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 it kind of makes you grateful to Jesus. It makes you love him. Just pause and talk to him about it. Just tell him, thank you for this promise or thank you for this word. If you have to confess something, confess it to him. If you have to cry out to him, if you have to ask him for something, if something convicts you, if you need to ask for help, Lord, you tell me to do this and this, I want to do this, but please help me. I don't do it. I confess that I don't do that. Um, just pause and consider it. Think about it. Um, journal about it if you want to. Talk to Jesus about it. But you're pausing um, to connect with Jesus through those things that stand out to you. Uh, if you're newer to the Bible, then consider using a study Bible, which explains some of the verses with commentary and notes by Bible scholars. Um because one of the things that can kind of get in the way of, of people is like they read it and they don't understand what they're reading, but a study Bible can really help you as you're reading. If you come across your verse, you're like, I have no idea what that means. You can look down at the bottom of the page and see if there's like a comment on it and it explains it. You're like, oh, that, that makes sense. That helps. That's helpful. And that way, as you're reading, you're, you're understanding more. There's this, so there's a little bit more, uh, you have a little bit more uh, joy and it's a little more enjoyable as you do it. Uh, then just repeat that process. Read slowly underline or write things down that stand out then talk to Jesus about those things that stand out to you thank him for them remember you're looking for something that makes you love Jesus more and whatever you get through you get through if you have a 30 minute time slot and you have to read four chapters and you only read two chapters if you found something that made you love Jesus more like that's praise God that's it that's the goal and then just pick up where you left off the next day next time you come around all right Uh, last and then and then that's it you need a perp- you need a person. So you need a purpose, a purpose. <laughs> you need a plan, you need a place, you need a prayer, you need a practice. Last, you need a person. It generally helps to have someone else that you can do this with, all right? Uh, now, the main per- the main reason you have of of purpose of this person in your life who you're reading with is not to make sure that you're reading, okay? I, that they can they, they can help you with that, but sometimes accountability partners are, are like these like taskmasters. Like you feel like you're being whipped. Like it's just like, are you reading your Bible? You, you better make sure that you're reading the Bible. And, and then you feel, you feel like, and then you don't really like connect with each other because you're feeling guilty for not having read. But rather, um, the main purpose of, of this person is um, it's just you have someone that you can share what you're reading with. Uh, so these are people that you can ask each other, hey, not, did you do your Bible reading? But rather, hey, have you come across anything lately in the past week or so that stood out to you in your reading? It, there's, a, there's openness, right? So if you didn't read that morning or you, or you missed or you got behind or whatever, maybe there was something yesterday or the day before that that really stood out to you. And then you can, oh man, I was reading in the, in the Psalms. Or man, I was reading in the book of Matthew and Jesus said this and it just really encouraged me. Um, this provides, the reason why this is so important is that it provides an outlet where you can express what has made you love Jesus more. This is so important because expressing those things to other people actually makes you love Jesus more. It's the expressing of those things that you see in his word that actually make and 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 add to your love for Jesus. So Psalm 63 verses 2 to 4, it says, So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, listen, my lips will praise you. 
So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. So what was enjoyed about God is expressed on the outside. And then in Psalm 111, this actually this morning, I read it this morning, uh, it says this, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation, greater the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. So there is an aspect of sharing and talking and expressing what we love about Jesus to other people that actually helps us love him more. Okay. Here's potential excuses or roadblocks. Uh, one is I don't have time. I don't have time to do this. And I'll just say one thing that's challenging. Um, and then uh, one thing that's encouraging. Okay. Here's what's challenging. You do have time. We all have the same amount of time. We all have 24 hours a day. You make time for what you value. Right? Do you have time to eat? Like no one says, I didn't have time to eat. I haven't had time to eat in, in six weeks. Um, well, if you, that's not true. <laughs> like we, we make time to eat. Um, so you make time for what you value. That's, that's the challenging thing. Here's the encouraging things. If, if, if you don't have time, then p- again, pick a reading plan that you actually can do in the limited time that you do have. There's this one plan, it's called the five by five by five reading plan. It's literally reading the Bible five minutes a day. And it's just through the New Testament uh, throughout the year, just five days a week. Um, pick, a, pick a plan where you're able to do whatever, and whatever time you have, pick a plan that actually works with that. Second, I don't like to read. Another, here's another challenging thing. The fact is God gave us a book. God gave us a book. So we, we cannot... Um, use this as an excuse to never engage with him in the Bible. On the other hand, if, if you're more of an auditory learner, there's this app called Dwell Bible app, Dwell Bible app. Um, I use it all the time. There are some, there have been times and seasons when reading has been difficult. And so I have to listen to the Bible and you can look up verses, chapters, books, and it, you can listen to, to, the, to a, um, someone who has a really nice voice and there's music in the background. It's called the Dwell Bible app. Highly recommend it. It's the best $40 uh, you can spend this year. It's worth $40. You know, yeah. If you really, yeah, just $40. It's not that much, okay? You can, you can spend $40 just to, just to listen to the Bible. All right, number three. I feel like I don't get anything out of it. Um, this is where the prayer is so important. This is why it's so important to, to pray, to pray, uh, and to make sure you're doing things uh, in a way that's, that's actually helping you to engage with the Bible. The many times, um, it could be, number one, you're not getting enough sleep. Uh, maybe you need to drink coffee. Um, maybe you need to slow down a bit. Maybe you need some music. Um, maybe you need to pray more passionately at the beginning, asking God to help you to read. Um, but you need to realize, even though you don't feel like anything's happening inside of you, something is happening. Whenever you plant grass, many of you guys know, if you, if you plant grass, you water it one day, nothing happens. Water it the next day, nothing happens. Water it the next day, nothing happens. Water it the next day, nothing happens. And you're like, is this stuff ever going to grow? Is this doing anything? And then all of a sudden, you wake up, you look outside, and there's green fuzz. There's a, there's a, a green fuzz all over the dirt and you're like, it worked, right? Um, and it, continue to be faithful and, and the Lord will surprise you 
he will surprise you if you continue to, to seek after him in the word. Last, I don't understand what I'm reading. People say, I don't understand what I'm reading. Um, this is where the, the, the study Bibles are helpful. Um, a lot of times just kind of slowing down. And you don't have to understand everything that you read. Um, I remember when I first started reading, I, I didn't understand a lot, but I, I, I just kind of did it. And, and whatever, that's, whatever I did understand, I was like, hey, I understand that. And I would write it down and thank Jesus for it. Um, but there's, there's those, you can use the study Bibles. You can read slower. Sometimes it's just reading, slowing down helps you comprehend. Um, and then just realizing that you don't have to understand absolutely everything you read. Um, but what you do understand, thank Jesus for it. All right, that's all I got. Thank you guys for, for, for tuning in. Um, and uh, hopefully we can get more of these out uh, this year. Uh, but uh, love you guys, praying for you. And uh, happy Bible reading. Happy New Year. Love you guys. Bye.